The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. All right, uh, every Friday at this time, 4 o'clock, we talk to Doug Kazarian, who does great work handicapping all the lines. And then uh, we'll get to like it, love it, and all that fun. And um, Doug Kazarian is awesome at what he does. We start with the NFL, and uh, we always tape it to make sure his phone is okay out in <laughs> Vegas, and so it doesn't break up. So that's that's what we do. And we asked him earlier in the day, uh, what what does he make of of the Bears? And uh, I joked with him, do you like the Bears? Do you love the Bears? Or are they your lock of the weekend? <laughs> oh man, the Bears. Uh, certainly showed up. Uh, that that that's that that is a fact. They finally did. But you just wonder if that was a Washington hangover from the near upset in Philly, because the second half obviously was a much different story, and the Bears hung on and and, and they made all the plays. I'm very curious how this this plays out on Sunday. You know, the Bears have gone over in all five games so far this year. And this is a relatively low over-under, all things considered, at 43, 43 and a half. So, you know, it's hard not to play the over here. It, Doug, when you see the line as the Vikings are three-point favorites coming to Soldier Field, and they've got the same, the, the same record, and there's no Justin Jefferson, and Jordan Addison is limited a little bit, does this line surprise you or it doesn't because maybe we're just drinking a little bit of the Bears Kool-Aid after our first win in 15 tries? No, it's a good point because the betting market is stubborn and they are reluctant to adjust right away. And because it's all about stats that have gone into formulating the power rating, that, that's sort of the, how the sausage is made. So a strong performance by the Bears in the last game is not going to skew the numbers that much. Also, part of the power ratings is using last year's stats as a baseline. So when there's all these data points beyond just the last game for Chicago, you're going to have a, a variable or you know a data point, a, a, a point spread that's going to be skewed. And when there's variables like Jefferson being out that oddsmakers don't really know how to calculate, oddsmakers don't like injuries, they don't like backup, they want both teams at full strength because that's what their, their data ha- is, reflects. So it is going to be a number that's going to be it could be really off, right? Like it could be really off for sure. What about uh, another game in the division, Detroit and Tampa? This to me seems like a a small number, though. Tampa, they're they're not as bad as a lot of people thought they were going to be, and it's home. It's tough for a team uh, going down to play in 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 the. Um, Tampa is a three point dog at home. Um, what do you think about this game between the Lions and the Bucks? This number feels right. Uh, Tampa should be the dog. Detroit is the class of the division for sure. And the question is, is it three or is it three and a half? I suspect this moves to three and a half by Sunday kickoff. I, I really do. The Lions at power rate pretty high. Um, it's not like it's, you know, Tampa is a decent home field, but it's not like it's Arrowhead in January. So I think the Lions 
should be favored by three or three and a half. I think this shifts up to three to three and a half. What, so if you could get it at three, would you like them right now? Would you would I you do. hop on I that? I like them a little bit. I like them a little bit. I mostly like underdogs this week, but I do like that play a little bit. I, I think they're the they're the class of the division, and I think they got their wake up call when they laid an egg at home to Seattle in week two off the upset at Arrowhead in week one. So I think I think Detroit's got a little bit of a still still hunger out there. Speaking of underdogs, Doug, I, I I know that Deshaun Watson has been ruled out of this game. This game, uh, the Browns hosting the 49ers, and obviously everyone is excited about the 49ers. This number's pretty big. The Niners are coming to Cleveland and giving the Browns nine and a half. How do you play this game? You know, it's hard. It's hard because the Sharps were lining up to jump on the dog here because it's Cleveland off a bye at home, a little bit of attack on San Francisco, given how great they looked Sunday night against the Cowboys. But then the Deshaun Watson news, as you mentioned, so this line shot up from four and a half. And I just mentioned a second ago that oddsmakers don't want injuries. They don't want backups. So it's, it's really sort of a fake number or an inefficient number, I should say, a soft number. And I'm not, I'm not about to jump in front of the San Francisco train because I, I just think DTR, that's the backup quarterback for Cleveland's going to start, Dorian Thompson-Robinson. He's a rookie out of UCLA and has upside, but he just, he just looked lost out there. And I don't think he's going to be able to handle a San Francisco defense. I think if the matchup was a little easier in terms of an opposing defense, then yeah, I'd look to Cleveland. But I don't think this is the time. I think the Niners could roll this. They they play the bully role pretty well, right? Like they get up, they get ahead of you, and they just play downhill, kind of like they did against the Cowboys. We could see a similar performance here. Doug Kazarian joining us. It's Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN One Thousand. We had a long discussion off the air, Tyler Waddle and me, up at Hallis Hall yesterday about the Vegas Patriots game, the the Raiders <laughs> against the Patriots. I know it's a stinker. It's out where you are. Um, it's, it's again, Belichick against McDaniels. Um, and the Patriots have gotten crushed the last two weeks. They're a three point dog. Like I, I am, I I had to pick it for the sun Times, So I picked the Patriots against every ounce of me, (laughs) but like the, like the Raiders to me though, uh, they're coming off an emotional win on a, on a, a short rest. I, I'm sure you're going to tell me that you would stay away from this. So, so break it down for me. Is that how you would play this one? And if you were forced to play it, how would you play it? Well, I feel for you guys on, on hanging out. You're talking about this game on a, on a Thursday at Hallis Hall. Like I, I, I sympathize with your because I had life. to. I had to play it. I had to play it. <laughs> no, look. I think you can formulate an betting angle in a lot of ways on this game because, to your point, there's some ugly games this weekend. And I know a lot of people who were still hanging on to that Belichick gravy train for way too long. And I actually received a text last week and said, man, it took me forever to get off the Belichick thing, but I'm finally off. See, I was fading them all year, and I'm, I'm on their season win total under. The roster's not there now. He built the roster, so he deserves the blame. But they just don't have the horses. Now, to your point, it's a bad spot to back the Raiders. And the question is, do they have the professional maturity to come off that big win? You know, they snap the three-game skid, get the Monday night win. Are they are they mature enough 
and even better, that much better than the Patriots to exercise, you know, that force and cover the three points. I, I can't. I can't. I'm on the under there, 41 and a half. I'm on the under. I think Josh McDaniels wants to run the ball with Jacobs and everything. And I don't think Mac Jones and that offense can really exploit the defense and Max Crosby disrupts enough. But in terms of I had to have a side, I would probably take the Patriots plus three just because three is so valuable. But if it were two and a half, I would, I mean, it's so bad that I would probably take the Raiders. I mean, that's just, that's just where I'm at, but I would probably grab the three if I had to. Is there a game or two on this weekend slate in the NFL that, that caught your eye or just like, it's all vomit. Yeah, it's a lot of ugly dogs. The college card really, really like I really like, but the NFL, like I'm on the Giants plus fourteen and a half, fifteen Sunday night. Like I'm actually taking the Panthers plus the fourteen in Miami. Um, if you know when you have to come up with picks and games, and those are things that interest me. I do like the Falcons minus the two and a half. Although we, I think we see a strong showing from the Commanders. I'm just. Uh, that Atlanta team under three points, kind of like I pushed with Houston against Houston in the last game, minus two. It's just a game I'm going to have to get involved with, uh, just out of principle because I do like Atlanta. But I like I like the Jets plus seven, and I like the Cardinals plus seven. So I'm on these ugly dogs. Yeah. Uh, I just think too many points. Even the Giants, who you know they haven't covered a game all year. The Panthers haven't covered a game all year. We saw what the Broncos did last night. They haven't covered a game all year either, and they did last night if you if you had 10 and a half so i'm gonna have some ugly dogs that i just have to take out of principle and <laughs> just i just feel like the right side but by no means do i expect to win all right let, let, let's go to the one of the featured games then in college and one that's in our backyard and one that we have a huge interest in because I, i'm not sure if you're aware doug with the bears having carolina's pick um it could be number one and even if Fields gets better, we could be in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. So not only is USC Notre Dame a really interesting game, not only do we have a ton of Notre Dame fans in our audience, but we are all things watching Caleb Williams now even closer. So USC Notre Dame, uh, USC is a two and a half point dog. What do you think? There could be weather here. Um, what are you looking at for this game? I'm on the Irish, and I'm on it with conviction. I Last week was a really tough spot for Notre Dame. I mean, just think about the emotional games they had just played. They had that uh, lost Ohio State that came down to the final seconds, right? Then they go to Duke, have a very uh, tough second half, and they just had an empty gas tank last week at Louisville. It was Louisville Super Bowl, they were undefeated, and in the second half, the Irish just had nothing, nothing left in the tank. Well, now they're at home, they're recharged, and here comes USC, and it really the defense really is as bad as it looks and as it sounds on paper. I've watched a lot of USC games. Caleb Williams has bailed them out. Um, this inexperienced Arizona quarterback who's like five foot eight carved them up. They just they just need, are going to get hit in the mouth by Notre Dame. I really think Sam Hartman's going to have a big game. And the difference will be the Notre Dame defense against the USC defense. So I think the edge there is going to translate to an edge. USC has been playing with fire, just waiting to lose. And you can't – there are teams in college football that go undefeated. There are only a few of them. And, yes, we're mid-October and there's a lot of them. Just remember, team. this is when teams lose. And USC is going to lose. 
How about the big Oregon-Washington game, which may be the game of the weekend? Yeah, I like I like the Huskies here. I, I really – obviously, Penix has been great, but so has Bo Nix. And the Oregon defense has statistically done a nice job with Dan Lanning, the former defensive coordinator with Georgia coming over, now the head coach of Oregon. But the one game they played, sort of a competent team, that was Texas Tech, and Texas Tech put up a healthy amount. So I think Washington's defense is better. I think Washington's a class of the Pac-12 and maybe of the country. They might win it all this year. I, I'm laying the short number. I think it's going to be a shootout. But I don't know why the over-under is coming down. I've texted a lot of oddsmakers just trying to get to the bottom of this. But uh, I'm on the Huskies here. I wouldn't be shocked if Oregon goes in there and wins outright. Obviously, it's going to be an exciting game. Like you said, probably the game of the weekend. But I have to lay the relatively short number with the Huskies because I think they're the better team. Uh, what about tonight's game? We've got uh, – it, it, don't we have Colorado playing tonight? Colorado in yeah. Stanford. The late game. Well, there's three of them. The late game, 9 o'clock your, uh, your, your time. Stanford at Colorado. I'm gonna, I have a small play on Stanford plus the points here. Uh, Colorado's been a sizable favorite only twice now, right? The first time was against Colorado State. They trailed the entire game, and they had to win in overtime. It was an impressive showing. And just you kind of have to wonder, like, their gas tank right now. They barely beat Arizona State. Meanwhile, you got Stanford off a, off a bye, and got smoked by USD. But that Oregon game, the final score looks like they got smoked, but they didn't. They just got away from them in the second half. Stanford, I just I think, should be able to backdoor or hang around in this game. But I'm only playing it because it's, like, you know, probably like the only game on at that point. And then, you know, I would probably play it on Saturday, but this is by no means like one of my main plays or anything like that. Uh, how about some of the Doug Moneymaker games in college All right, football? Yeah, let's get to the fun stuff, right? So my favorite play is Utah uh, minus 10 and a half or so. The Utes are, are off a bye, so we last saw them, um, you know, playing with UCLA and things like that. And I, I really like this Utah team. Now, the problem is Cam Rising, their quarterback, is still questionable. But I think they're a solid enough team to take care of business. Cal has issues on both sides of the ball. At times, they can put up some points. They have a dynamic young quarterback that comes in, and he's really athletic and things like that. But for the most part, it's a pedestrian offense. And I like what Justin Wilcox has done, but he's been carved up. He's a former D.C. at Wisconsin. He's been carved up by offenses in the Pac-12 this year, and I think Utah can bully ball him and then also open it up. Like He gave up 52 to Oregon State, um, <laughs> gave up 59 to Washington. This is not that good of a team. I think Utah wins by at least three touchdowns. I, I really like the Utes in this spot, again, off a of bye. Um, some other games that interest me, I'm on some totals as well, but uh, I'm, so, so Notre Dame and Washington are like of my moneymaker, hopefully, uh, on the card that you so appropriately named. But let's keep it in your, your guys' neck of the woods in terms of Big Ten country. I like Purdue. Purdue catching 19 and a half. Uh, I think it's a tough spot for Ohio State. Purdue has not been good, but they've moved the ball between the 20s, and they've just been sort of a funky team. A buddy of mine calls them sort of the Vikings of college football. <laughs> like they have sort of the highlight package, but they just haven't produced. Um, I like Purdue, and I actually like them first half money line. I don't think they're going to pull the outright upset, but I think the Buckeyes um, with Penn State on deck, I think this is a classic look-ahead spot. 
Let me just put it this way. I wouldn't be absolutely stunned if Ohio State lost, but I like the first half money line. I'm betting it. I think Purdue could have a lead at half, but I'm grabbing the 19 and a half for sure in that game. So those are the games I like the most. Nice. I've heard good things about Rutgers against Michigan State. I, I'm going to play Rutgers as well, and I'm going to play Virginia Tech as well. I don't think much of this Wake team. I know some really sharp money came in on Virginia Tech at one and one and a half, so I like that as well. And uh, I'm going to play the LSU game over with Auburn. I think the Tigers can, or Auburn Tigers can put up some points, and then we know how bad that LSU defense is. So I'm going to go over in that one. And then NC State and Duke, I'm going to play the under. Duke's on a backup quarterback right now, strong defense. Same with NC State in terms of their defense. It's a low number for college standards at 43.5, but I'm playing that under as well. One, I'm going to double back one more time to the Notre Dame game too. It, did you do you have a feeling about the uh, total there? I know you mentioned that you 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 hated USC's defense. I thought it was a big number, but you you may you may not. So do you, do how do you feel about the total in that game? You know, I can tell you a firm answer. Like th- midway through the first quarter, I, my thing is, is I just don't think Caleb Williams is going to be able to run around and make the defensive pass rushers for Notre Dame look like a cartoon like he does some of these other teams. Half of this plays, I swear, he sits back and then he just waits to see if there's like a stunt or something like that and he almost finds a running lane and then takes off or or extends the play and then throws deep. I just don't think the Notre Dame pass rushers are going to be as silly looking as he's made some other teams look like. I mean, this I mean, he's great. He's a fantastic player, should be number one, but last year like, they went to Oregon State and barely put up any offense, like 17 points, I think they did, and he, he saved them um, from losing that game. So he doesn't just light up every team. They've just been playing some really bad teams. And we saw the Colorado offense carve them up, and but that Colorado defense isn't very good. So I think that now that you have a solid Notre Dame defense, I just – I'm not sure that thing can fly out. So I'm looking at the under, yeah. but I kind of just want to – see it so I'm, I'm looking in game to play that under real real early okay i just kind of need some confirmation bias there good good doug great stuff we appreciate you thanks doug right, you got it fellas have a good weekend doug kazarian joining us at four o'clock every friday it's one thing doug has taught us like you don't have to force your play no just to have a play in a game you can live bet these games and you can wait and make a play early in the game and then you can make your choice, just I like he did with a, the total. Yeah, I think that's such a good way to do it. Like some of us, you know, like tonight, the Colorado Stanford game is going to be on. I don't know really what direction to go with it myself. Maybe I'll just wait and see how the first five or ten minutes goes, and then I'll live bet it. Yeah, and and that's kind of like the way I did it with the Atlanta game the other day yeah, when in game two, and they were down. I liked them in game two to come back and to win that game. Um, so that's when you hop because they were such a big favorite to begin with, and then you got them with some favorable odds. Am it doesn't I weird, always work. Yes. Am I weird that I'm? I, I'm yes. I'm, okay. Next. Um, am I weird that like I'm down, and I know I've got plenty of college football and I got plenty of professional football on the way, but I wanted some playoff baseball tonight. No, you're not. The baseball's been good. I mean, yeah. the, uh, I needed a close game yesterday, and I got it. So I, now we got to wait a few days for, for the uh, CS series. I don't know how good they're going to be, though. 
That's what I'm a little worried about. We'll I, I have seen some some conversation about the conversation we had. Uh, social media was having a little bit of it. I saw people talking about, you know, people are complaining about how, you know, the favorites have been bounced, but comparing it to March Madness when when the Cinderella stories occur, everyone is excited and giggly. When it happens in Major League Baseball, everyone wants to change the the system. I wouldn't. I would, Oh yeah, yeah. About about that. Yeah. yeah. And maybe just let it play out a few more years. Yeah. But but then again, what what would be more advantageous than giving them a buy? So I don't know. But I, w- I want to play you something else. Can we move? Yeah, of course. Are we okay to move? Um, I wanted to play you some stuff from from what we've been posting social media wise on the ESPN Chicago page. If you're not following that page on Instagram and also on uh, on Twitter X, uh, make sure you are. There's some really cool stuff that we're doing these days, too. Uh, We weren't a part of this. I don't know if we were out of the office this day and they didn't interview us. I'm interested to hear who you would have picked on this. But uh, the other day, they went to many people around the office and they asked a question about who they would least trust to take care of their dog. And uh, these are the answers that people came up with. Wow, that's a great question because my partner Hoodie doesn't have a dog, but he's a very responsible human being. I think it's a pretty easy answer for me. You're no shot you're going to watch any of my dogs. Take that. Boy, this is to honestly, Hoodie, I hate to say it, I think I'd least trust Hoodie to, to dog sit. I don't think he's uh, qualified for the gig. Uh, it'd probably be Yurko because I know he'd fall asleep. Oh my gosh. Um, I think it would be Yurko. Definitely Yurko. I don't think I, I think I trust them all. That's a bad that's a bad answer. I will go with Yurko because he may just flat out forget that the dog exists. But if I had to pick a producer, it would be Charlie Bevins because that guy <laughs> couldn't watch watch time. Cap. Who would I at least trust the dog? Sit Sylvie. You can't trust Sylvie as far as you could throw the guy. Honest to God, you could throw me pretty far though, Yurk. <laughs> So that you knew Yurko was going to pick on me. Who would you have answered? That's it's it's a really good question. Um, I think you know the, the good kid. The good kid is is reliable. No, he's not. I think he is. He's not I think he's reliable. reliable. He, he's going out to play cards and he's golfing That's long true. hours. That's true. He's, he's probably, not around the house. Yeah, the dog's going to. It's going to have to pee. Yeah, and then, you know, there's probably some excess, you know, baby powder on his bed and everywhere else, too, yeah. that he's rolling around in. Dog's probably going to get into something. Probably so, and, it's, and mostly because my dog is so needy. She's 14. York's probably the right answer, but I think Tyler was on to it as well. I love Charlie like he's my only son because I only have daughters. But I, I don't know if my dog would be alive when if I got back from a trip and Charlie was in charge. I don't, yeah, look, I'm I'm shocked that Charlie can take care of himself. Yeah, yeah. And, but I I was surprised by Carmen. Cap's an easy target. I've taken shots at Cap. Cap has taken great care of his dogs. He's oh, a dog guy. Yeah. I would not answer Cap in this yeah, one. Maybe number Cap. one in the dog like of guys I would. Yes. Dog yes. Set. Absolutely. Absolutely. I hand feed my dog, Mister. So, like at times. So, if you need someone to watch your dog, I'm your guy. Yes, yes, you'd be great at it too. So then, Yurko was then told they showed him the video. This was great. I love this. And and as someone pointed out in the comments, there's no one more naturally funny. I watched this probably ten times yesterday. 
his reaction to finding out that he was picked as the number one person that people would not trust to watch their dog. Who are these people? Uh, who the hell are these people? I don't even know who these people are. No, I don't. I don't care. Tracy loves me. That's what it is. So Jenny, anytime Tracy's name or my name hits Tracy's lips, you can just see the joy in her heart. So I hate dogs. The best thing that happened in my divorce is I lost the dog. I pretended like I liked it and I wanted it just to leverage it for something else in the divorce. But the minute they took the dog, I was so happy. The best thing that ever happened was the dog going, I can't wait to go out and shoot some ducks and some geese. Because that's what I think about animals. <laughs> He's There's so about ten great things yeah. in that clip. He is that truly that one Tracy of is jealous of him, yeah. and and that and that she just wants to talk about him. That the the beginning part, if you could play just that beginning part, when he's like, "Who are these people? Who are these people? Uh, who the hell are these people? I don't even know who these people are." I mean, how great is that? I mean, that's classic Yerko. Yeah, he's he's one of a kind. He's the good kid. And then about how he never wanted the dog. He pretended he wanted yeah. the dog to make it seem like she I bet won he loved something. His dogs. I bet he loved his dog. Oh, of course he did. And then he's like, I hate animals, and that's why I go out and shoot duck. Who are these people? Uh, who the hell are these people? I don't even know who these people are. They've got to make that a drop. Just. <laughs> he's a classic classic character i was laughing over that all night last night <laughs> he's so funny he is so funny johnny the good kid johnny the good kid. johnny the great kid yes he is all right that so check that out on the espn chicago uh, instagram page and also on x make sure you're following us there uh all right coming up next like it love it our picks for the weekend uh in the nfl and in college football ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. Just a little taste of it. It's uh, our Pick'em segment. Every Friday, 4.30, we go through our picks, college or pro. I think most of us lean uh, pro. What do we got uh, for the standings here, Tyler? So right now, Waddle's still in the lead. He's wow, got 21 Waddle. points. Sylvie, you're right behind him at 19. Meller with 16, and I'm in last with a dozen. A dozen. Whew. Wow, a dozen. A lot of room. Room to roam there, buddy. Who oh, is it my turn here? Who are Do you is it, with a dozen? Are you Carolina? Uh, <clears throat> probably so. Yes. Like there's no, there's no, they're not even competitive at this point. So yeah, you're you're Carolina. But it, but he does have points. He does, but like so Carolina has points too. They're just over. Am I the Bears? Am I the Vikings? Am I the Broncos? Yeah, you're probably the Broncos. I think you're the Broncos. Okay. I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, like, there's no, no what dysfunction with him. He's not dysfunctional. You're pretty put together. You just you've, you've had a slow start. Okay. So, which team? Here's 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 a good way to describe it. Which team in the NFL just do you believe will find their way? And they've just gotten off to a slow start. Is there a team out? Maybe the Bengals. Maybe the Bengals. Tyler. Oh, you're two and three. So. 
Joe Burrow? Maybe you think he's Joe Burrow? I I mean, he's great at a lot of things. Is he great at picking games? Don't know. Were you good last year? I am the lead dog in the wins pool right now. That's just luck, though. How's that luck? What do you mean? That's like, like... What's How the update on the wins pool? You want a quick update? Yeah. All right. While we're I, here. I'm in first with 22. Meller's in second with 20. Waddle's got 19. Sylvie's got 17. Okay, like, listen. Well, we, I, we, I don't need the update for the wins pool. Yeah, well, yeah it, now it's it, luck, isn't it, huh? Yeah, well, yeah, listen. Good fortune is much comes into play much more so in that competition than this one because this one we pick every week. Like, I may have picked teams, or you may have picked teams before the season started, and their quarterback may be out for the rest of the year. Yeah, I think that's a good. I think, should have thought I don't about know if that. Should have thought what that they someone it's was. Oh, get... there's have luck in all of this, Waddle. There's but more still. luck in the wins pool. I'm just saying. All right, to go ahead, Waddle. You've got the uh, pole position. My like, my like is the Chicago Bears getting oh, three now, right? The number yes. went up to three. Three, yes, yes. That's when I hopped on it. Yeah, I mean, that means that people are continuing to bet the Vikings, right? Isn't that what that means? That That's true. So, uh, I listen, I bet them to win on Tuesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. I took them on the money line. I was like plus 135. So, I, I think they're going to win. So, why wouldn't I, you know, pick them as my like to actually cover three? So, my like is the Bears. I've said this a bunch this week, and I am not just – blowing smoke this is a game look if we're pointing in the right direction and we're making progress and you know things are getting better here or over there then this is a game you should win this is a vikings team that nobody really is scared of right is anybody scared of the vikings i respect no, them i'm not, not scared not, of them. especially without justin jefferson okay so i like the bears getting three at home um i'm, I'm gonna continue to practice what i continue to preach even though the number has gone up, I've preached it for weeks now. I say that this is the new bet. Like last year when I continued to say bet Justin Fields over rushing total. Um, it's crept up. It's still very low in my opinion. Um, and I don't believe it's going to rain during the game. Uh, DJ Moore's receiving yards is at 59.5. You could have had it earlier in the week at 55. I still like it at 59 and a half. If they can't get him 60 yards receiving, he's averaging right now over 100 yards per game. He's their number one target, even when they key on him. Waddle gave you the yak total. He's going to break tackles. DJ Moore can get that on one reception. So I like DJ Moore over 59.5 yards in this game. I need a clarification, too, before we go any further. Can I get one on this? Like, What is acceptable with regard to... Like minus one ten, minus one twenty. Where did we? Where did we? Draw I think we the said line? minus one thirty before, but okay. Yeah, but but like any sort of okay. That, that's at minus one fifteen right now. Most no, no, no. I'm not saying for you because my next one is oh. a minus one twenty. I wanted to make sure yeah, I could that's use okay. it. Yeah, okay. sure. All right, Tyler. Uh, my like for the week. Well, actually, Meller would okay, what is be Meller the have? one. So I'll let, I'll let Kevin Zipak chime in for Meller here. Okay. Uh, Jeff Meller apparently likes the Colts plus four. Minshew Mania running wild uh, for <laughs> Meller. Uh, Colts plus four at Jacksonville. I'm actually going to match Meller on my like. I'm also going to wow. ride with the Colts plus four. It's a divisional matchup. The Jaguars don't have a very good run defense either, and we've seen Indianapolis run the ball pretty well so far this year, and they've 
got another week with Jonathan Taylor back in there. So with Taylor and Moss, I'm going to go with the Colts plus four. Minshew used to put and them coming back from two weeks straight in uh, London, right? Yes, that too. Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Minshew used to play in Jacksonville, I think, as well. That is true. All right, what is So you guys both took them. All right, Waddle, what's your love? Uh, my love is over 30 and a half total points for the Dolphins this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that this is a uh, an offense that obviously has has uh, put it on pretty much everybody that they have faced. And they're at home, and they are playing a Panthers team that is 0-5. And I believe that they will score at least 31 points on yeah. Sunday in Miami. So my love is the Dolphins to score over 30 and a half. Let me double down on that sort of. Um, and I, I don't think, I think Doug went the opposite way on this, but, and I know it's a big number, but I think the Dolphins in Miami are just going to score a boatload of points, as Waddle was saying. So if they put up 35, I, like, the the Panthers at best are going to score 20. So they're going to cover the 14. So I love the Dolphins. They're just going to win big. They're going to win by more than two touchdowns. I'm playing the hot hand here with the Dolphins. So I love the Dolphins even with the big number. Schwing. Alrighty. Uh Jeffrey Miller loves the Bears. Plus three. Wow. At a at a damp soldier field. Damn. I get it. AM showers, Sylvie. That's what damp we're seeing. Bears. AM showers. They're so. damp. It, it's not gonna rain, I don't think. I texted Tracy. She let me know. She says it's going to rain? Yeah, I texted her. But even if it rains, like, they have the field covered until, they, you know, guys come out. So, I mean, it'll still be She dry. says it's going to rain, though, during the game? No, I made that up. I didn't really no, text her. Kevin's uh, just pulling your leg. <laughs> Jerk. All right. Um, what do you got here? For Tyler. my love, I'm going to stick with the Bears game, but I'm going to go to the total here. I love the Bears and Vikings over 43. Neither so of these defenses yeah. are great. And uh, we saw the Bears put up points last week and the week before that. I think the Vikings are going to put up points too. Give me the Bears and Vikings over 43. Seems like a very low number. Waddle, what do you got for your... Okay, um, just give me one second because I'm trying to see if finally because the Bears... Uh, okay, Deontay Foreman's rushing totals are now out. Oh, Really? Uh, over 48 and a half, but it's minus 135. So it's uh, it's yeah. out of bounds. Out of it's bounds. out of bounds. Um, okay, so my taste is going to be over 59 and a half in the Colorado Stanford game tonight. Um, I like Doug said. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Stanford keeps it closer than 12 points. Who knows? I just I know that neither team plays a lot of defense. Hunter's back for Colorado. Colorado's at home. That place will be rocking. I think the total will go over 59 and a half. Give me the taste of the Lions that we talked about with Doug. Um, they're playing great football. I don't trust the Bucks. I know it's at home. Um, give me a taste of the Lions minus three in Tampa. All right, Jeffrey Edward Meller. Is it senior. Edward? No, no, I just when I don't know somebody's well, middle name. Making, I, I, like, you you're making up a lot here. Yeah, you're such a trusting person when it comes to whatever <laughs> Kevin says. You should stop believing most yeah, of what I say. God. Cry wolf real quick, Kevin. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I didn't know you were such a liar. <laughs> <laughs> Only on air. Uh, Jeffrey Edward Meller Sr. 
taking a little taste of the 49ers, minus nine and a half. Uh, he always gets the line wrong. That's up to 10 now. He's it, bad I, with the lines. I was lying about that one, too. Now you still, you've got Sylvie so twisted, he doesn't know what to think. <laughs> Don't say that. I'm sorry. Don't say that. No, he no, knows. no, but he's got to take it at what the line is. Yes, that is correct. So he gets it at 10. He will have to settle he's for gonna, 10. Yes, he gets it for 10. I don't know what it is about Meller and why he can't like, get the current. I mean, I guess he he uh, was looking he's early. He's a fantasy guy. That's why. He is. That's true. Not a gambler. All right, for my taste, I'm going to go to one of the premier college matchups on Saturday, USC and Notre Dame. I like the over 60 in this game. USC can't stop. You like over? I like over 60 in this game. USC cannot stop anyone. Notre Dame's got an elite running back as well. So I think Notre Dame's going to run all over the field on USC. And I think Caleb Williams is due for a bounce back game. Too. I, I just can't. This is a big moment for him. This could be his Heisman moment, too, for this year because he's not the favorite right now in the Heisman race. So give me uh, USC and Notre Dame over 60. I think this could be a shootout, and I think it's a game that could go to overtime, too. How old is Sam Hartman, by the way? He's 40, this is his, 42. He, he was looks in college. like it. He was in college when I was in college because when he was at Wake Forest, I was calling his games. He looks like the Greg Oden of college football, does he not? He's he got to be 25. Like he, he looks like he's 30. It's 24. He looks like an old man. Every time they, and when he takes his helmet off, I'm like, man, this dude's old. Got a All great right. beard. Yeah, he it, looks it is cool. a good beard. He he's a like, hairy guy. He, he's he looks a, hairy a little guy. like uh, he's got a little Dansby Swanson in him, doesn't he? Yeah, he de- yeah that's the but hairy there. But, but hairier. The hairier well, remember, Dansby. Remember, Dansby had some hairy cheeks when he wasn't grooming. Yeah, but take a good look at Sam Hartman. He's got like. Remember how, who was it, John Runyon had hair on his uh, these upper biceps? Oh, does he think, have biceps I hair? Got, I think he's got some of that, too. Ooh, he's wow. a very hairy man. Okay, and where we, uh, Jeffrey Edward? Or did we get Jeffrey Edward? Yes, pick? he gave the, the bad San Francisco oh, line. okay. And then that was you, and now we're done. Okay, we're done. All right, what to watch for is next. Um, and I'm sure that... Um, we're going to get something foolish from Kevin. Kevin will lie up. to us again. Yes. He's going to make up a television Kevin show. Kevin will lie to us. Yeah. It's all coming up next. Waddle and Sylvie. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Waddle and Sylvie get you set for your weekend viewing with What to Watch For. Try What to Watch For every Friday, 445, brought to you by our great friends and partners at Connie's Frozen Pizza. I saw my friend uh, John from Connie's Frozen Pizza. He is absolutely awesome. He was at our Bears event yesterday at the House Hall. He brought himself... One of his friends who used to be a kicker back in youth football. Yeah. He was he was kicking field goals from thirty yards yesterday. Really? It was it was impressive. Did the boys have a good time running around out there? They the they, they 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 had a blast. I said to uh Mason, Did they go to bed go, early. What's that? Did they end up going to bed early because they were tired? No, no. The the exact opposite. They stayed late and I said to Mason, I go, Mace, it's it's time to leave. He goes, I don't want to leave. I like it here. And I thought that was a great line. And they did press conferences, too. 
They were very good at the podium. I need to send you that video. That's great. I was going to post it to Instagram later. But Connie's Frozen Pizza, call her 10 right now. You'll win free pizza from Connie's, 312-332-3776, 312-332-3776. What are you watching for? Uh, who gave out the movie last week? I just want to give it a, a, a double thumbs up. Uh, somebody gave out the movie Reptile on Netflix. Meller two weeks ago. Yeah, I would just confirm his recommendation. I thought it was an excellent movie. Yeah, um, very good, like a three to three and a half star yeah. movie. So you saw it too? Yeah, I saw it right after he recommended it. Yeah, I, I thought it was good. I thought it was good. Uh, I did college football. My brother and I were going to go play some golf tomorrow, but it looks like that's going to get washed out. Uh, so we're just going to hit the couch and uh, have a couple of cold ones and watch college football. And there's a doozy at 2.30 on ABC. Oregon and Washington are both 5-0, and two of the best quarterbacks in all of the NCAA. Michael Penix Jr., who is the front runner currently, as Carmen let us know, is 2-1 to one to win the Heisman. I believe his, he is the favorite ahead of Caleb Williams right now. And Bo Nix, obviously, with Oregon as well. So if you're a college football fan, which I know Tyler is, Oregon-Washington is probably the best game of the season so far. Yeah, it's definitely one of them. Uh, like this, at this point, like last week's Red River game was also big between Texas and Oklahoma. but that was, And a great game. It delivers. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then this one I think is going to deliver as well. All right, good. Um, I, I don't think you ever gave this out, Waddle, but I think you mentioned it to me, and my wife actually put it on the other day. It's another documentary, and I think it's a series. Um, and I, I enjoyed it, and I don't know any of his story other than just his name. But the Beckham documentary is Oh, on my wife Netflix. started watching it. She loved it. Yeah, the, the wives like it, huh? Yeah, well, of course. My wife is... My wife would leave me for David Beckham like immediately, right? Really? Now. He came to the front door and said, "Hey, let's go. We're going. We're going back to England." So my he wife, w- he was only eighteen when he first started playing for Manchester yeah. United. Yeah, and the, and people forget too just how much he was hated by his country with that that incident in the World Cup. See, I, I haven't gotten that far. Oh, don't okay. don't like I I know it's all. Like, I, I should know this stuff, but I don't. I don't know anything really about Beckham except that he was able to, to turn the soccer ball, unlike many, like bend it like Beckham. Is that yes. where that phrase came from? That is correct. And no, I saw that first goal that he Dan scored. Beckham, who lives in Elgin. No, of What's course that? it's David Beckman. Beckham. The, the, I saw the first goal. They show you where that first goal came from. And how he did something with the soccer ball that no one ever did. Like, I don't know much about soccer, and especially European soccer. He's a cool guy, too. If you listen to him and you watch him, I, I like him. I think he's a very likable guy. And then you, you start seeing the endorsements and how he got very famous. So I want to learn. I'm going to learn stuff about this. How many and, episodes is it? Um, I haven't seen, like, I haven't counted. I don't okay. generally look ahead. Let I'm going to watch here. it, too. i got the too. Netflix app open right now. I'm going to watch it as well. My wife has seen it and loved it. Thought it was great. I'll look while the others give out their uh, theirs. What Kevin, are you guys watching for? Lie to us, Kevin. Tell you us a show you're going to watch, but you're actually not going to watch. Okay, I'll be watching Coffin Flop on Corn Cob TV all weekend <laughs> long. Uh, there's, not a, flop. there's not a whole lot on the slate here that, that interests me, to be honest with you. Not a bunch of great NFL games. There's no Premier League for me this weekend. I'm going to be watching the reboot of Frasier on Paramount+. Plus. <laughs> I, right. I hear it's not very good, uh, but I, I love the original. Well, wait a second. So yeah. they're, re, they're not just playing 
reruns. There, the, oh, there's no, a it's new all, show. It's all new. Yeah, it came out. Uh, oh, today. I thought you meant Yesterday. that like the old ones were dropping. They're doing new episodes of Frasier. Uh, yeah, they're they're out now on Paramount Plus. I think they all dropped yesterday. That's hmm. interesting. So is he still hosting a radio show? Uh, I think he's got like uh, a podcast or something because, you know, it's modern. And uh, he's teaching at Harvard as well. So he's back in Boston. Uh, none of the old cast has returned. So it's all new it's just people. Him, Kelsey Grammer. It's just Kelsey Grammer. And that's enough for me because I like Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. Did you like too. him on Cheers, Kevin? Yeah, yeah, okay. absolutely. I, I pretty much liked him in, uh, in in everything that I've seen him in. That show, Boss. Did you guys Me ever too. That? I was just yeah. going to say that was a He's very great. short-lived show. He played the mayor of Chicago. It, yeah, underrated show. Not a lot of people have seen it. It was it was pretty decent. I mean, it's not great or anything, but you know, I thought it was good. It was good. Yeah, I will say good, not great. And I'll I'll, I'll watch pretty much anything with old Kels. Kels. Old Kels. By the way, uh, Waddle, it's four episodes, the David okay. Beckham uh, documentary. That's enough. Four is enough. It's The Kick, Seeing Red, Golden Balls, and What Makes David Run. Excellent. Go ahead, uh, Tyler. Uh, for my what to watch for, you, if you don't have a ticket already, you may have to wait for it. But the Taylor Swift's The Eras Tour movie, which is already sold out in a lot of theaters... This is one of the biggest phenomenons in pop culture of my lifetime, and I didn't go see Taylor Swift, but I do want to see the movie to see what it's like. It's already brought in over $100 million in pre-sales. So the movie. I want to get a, a little bit of a, a piece of this. It's, uh, it's unbelievable. Did I read this correctly, that this tour itself made her $4 billion? That sounds very doable. Four billion? Could that be right? Did I read that right? Yeah, I mean, like I haven't heard that, but that would not shock me in the slightest. I would that would not surprise me at all. That would make her one of the richest people already. Like just from one tour, she should eat the Mona Lisa. Yeah, there you go, Kevin. <laughs> eat the Mona Lisa. Way to bring it back. All right, there you go. I'm seeing that the tickets alone were two point two billion. It looks like. Not to mention the merchandise. All the merch. The merch. Everything like that. What about the merch? How's the merch? Remember all the people who would line up before the... Peggy was saying about that. Her daughter would go like a, a couple days before the show to go get the merch. It's crazy. All right, what to watch for uh, right there. Brought to you by Connie's Frozen Pizza. There were Bears moves today. There was some positive news as well. And uh, let's set up uh, what, what you're expecting. What do you think is going to happen this weekend on the lakefront? What are we going to be talking about on Monday? Are we going to be happy or are we going to be angry? 312-332-3776. What will be the headline on Monday? Make your prediction right now. The headline will be what on Monday? Ring it up. 312 332 3776. That's the number. Get in. Make your prediction right now.